You are listening to Taste of Blonde. Hello, my friends. We've made it through another fucking week. And this week, I have a guest for you. So you don't have to listen to my annoying voice for an hour straight. Do not worry. We are chatting this week with Liz. She has her own podcast called Brutal. She'll tell you all about it. Her and I are very similar in vibe. And you're you're going to listen to another me for an hour, which is like what more could she want really uh but yeah she has a lot of really great dating advice that you may or may not want to hear but you probably need to so i'm gonna keep the intro short i'm not gonna do the whole cute chaotic tip stuff just because this is a bit of a longer episode but yeah i'm getting some guests for you we're gonna we're making good things happen over here it's summer law school's done for the summer we're living our best lives okay okay you know i would talk forever if i could so love you guys i hope you enjoy the episode this week again slide into my dms with any topics any guests like whatever your ideas are any feedback you know i don't take any offense because i'm already dead inside okay love you guys hope you enjoy the episode Hello, friends. So this week we're joined by Liz, host of the podcast Brutal. You know we love a brutal opinion. So this week we're going to chat all things dating with her. And like to start off, I'll be quiet. She can give us the basics. So let us know how old are you? Where are you from? What's your podcast about? And what dating apps are you on? Oh, God. Okay. So hi, I'm Liz. Um, I just turned the dirty 30. Um, I live in New York and my podcast is called Brutal. And my tagline is brutally honest because honestly, it's brutal out there. Um, I started the podcast because I just felt like every single time in my life that like someone gave me like the brutal, horrible truth, like when it came to dating, when it came to friends, like anything, it was like horrible, obviously to hear in the moment, but then it was so life-changing and like help me move forward and just like live a happier life honestly so i feel like brutal honesty is where it's at um the dating apps that i'm on okay i'm on um i'm on hinge god it's slow they like literally these guys want to write you like war and peace like they want to write you their life story like so annoying like they do not want to ask you out i don't know why it takes like so long for them to ask you out and i'm also on tinder hashtag justice for tinder which we had discussed like before this episode justice for tinder it's not that scary yeah we talked about this like we need to end the tinder stigma like there's these girls out there who are like oh my god like i'm not on tinder like i'm above that like you know what Get yeah, over good for you like <laughs> uh, and what city are you from I'm from New Jersey. Uh, so I grew up like 20 minutes outside New York City. Um, and then I lived in Texas actually for the last like six years. Um, and I just moved back to the New York area. So I'm living like down in the village, which is really fun. And how's the dating like in New York? The dating in New York, I mean, it's notorious like for a reason, I think. Um, it's just like a big city with like a fuck ton of people and a fuck ton of different types of people. Like everyone is very much like on wildly different pages like i feel like when you walk around like you see some people that are like very clearly engaged with their golden retriever like in my neighborhood and then there's like you know i think the stereotypical like new york guy is like the perpetually single perpetual bachelor like finance bro you know like he'll be single till he's 45 and then he'll like settle down with his 29 year old i think that's like the bad stereotype but it really runs the gamut like i've met some true assholes but i've met some like really nice guys as well so it's been i found it fun to date in new york i think like 
part of that is just like now I'm older, so I'm not like as stupid <laughs> as I was. Um, but it's definitely been it's been an interesting experience. It, it can be pretty wild at times. I guess like it's probably like a lot more of like filtering out like what you don't want, I guess. Yeah, it's a lot of like it's a lot of weeding out um, just like guys that are either like not a good fit guys that are like not on the same page as you don't want the same thing as you guys that like sadly are just like not into and that's like that's actually happening to like one of my friends right now is like she's been on like a bunch of dates with this guy kind of just caught the ick and like isn't feeling it and it's such a bummer because like she's got to let him down but it's hard to it's like at what point are you like can you text you have to call whatever anyway it's like a lot of weeding people out at different stages I think like it's because the pool is so big like the dating pool is so big you really have to be like pretty pretty ruthless about like your your yeses your nos and like your deal breakers you you gotta be brutal yes you definitely have to be brutal and I think like you have to be ready to be brutalized because like people will I think it's just cutthroat it's cutthroat as shit in the New York dating scene oh my god okay well thank you for giving us the lowdown on you and what it's like dating in New York and let's get into all the questions we have for you all right, so we're so ADHD around here that we don't really have any coherent topics. So we're just gonna like throw a million questions at you. You can give your opinion and we'll see where we go. Um, so to start, I kind of want to like go deeper into like why you started your podcast, like why you think we need to be brutal and kind of like, like I know you said it like stems back to like a lot of like bad dating advice that you heard. So like what is some of this like awful dating advice? Okay. Okay. So many thoughts. So like when I started this podcast, it's, it really stemmed from like having so many, so many female friends who are like beautiful, smart, like incredible, like intelligent, just like amazing, really, really like great catches. But I would have these conversations with them and you would just sometimes get this sense of like everyone in this conversation, except for her can see pretty clearly like the guy's not that into you. The guy's stringing you along. Like, this is a waste of your time. Like, you got to move on. But like, no one wants to be like the asshole to say that basically. Like, no one wants to be like, he doesn't like you. Like, you got to move on. Even though that's like, that's what I would want to hear. Like, I would want someone to just say to me, like, cut and dry. He doesn't fucking like you that much. Like, and I think, you know, it's very hard to like do that with or to like your friends because obviously you need to like preserve your friendships. But if you can, if you can go to someone and like actually rely on them for like true brutal honesty, there's to me, there's like nothing more valuable. Um, like I had someone, so a couple of years ago, this is, oh my God. Yeah. This is a couple of years ago. I had, um, I had a guy I was dating for like, you know, like six months. It like wasn't super serious, but like, I would say we were like pretty into each other, you know, we we're dating for like a while. And eventually he broke up with me after like a series of just like me acting like an idiot. And also like, I should state I'm sober. Like I don't drink anymore. I definitely like drank enough for one lifetime. Um, and was probably just like a huge jerk to people when I was drunk, like more than I ever realized. And when he broke up with me, number one, he did dump me via text. So like, that was pretty bad. However, like in the text, he straight up said to me, like, here is why. And one of those reasons was like, there were a lot of reasons, like we were not compatible, but like one of those reasons was when you drink, you are like a fucking nightmare. And that was the first time. And like, I kind of had like, you know, thought that, or like had thoughts about like quitting drinking, whatever. And when he said that to me, I was just like, oh my God, like there it is in writing, like from someone whose opinion, like until they don't maybe attack someone whose opinion that I like respected, you know what I mean? So I was like, this is so honest and like, it fucking hurts and it stings, but like, 
damn, I needed someone to just like say that to me. And no one had ever, no, none of my loved ones, like none of my, like the people closest to me in my life had had, you know, they could never say that to me. And maybe it was something I needed to figure out on my own. But ultimately like that comment really helped me. Like I just appreciated it so much, even though I was like mad and annoyed at the time, I really like thought about it a lot. And like, it stuck with me and helped me make like a really difficult decision, which was to like quit drinking. Cause like for me, I needed to do that and like move my life forward in like a positive way. And then um, I think in general, like with therapy culture, like I, when I say therapy culture, like I have this ongoing, like working theory that like, you know, it's it, like, we're all in therapy. We're all feeling good about ourselves. Like we're all talking about our feelings now. Like toxic masculinity is being like deconstructed by society. And like all of that is really amazing and like so well and good. I love it. Um, except for that, I think in dating, it's led to like this really dangerous situation where number one, like people feel like it's appropriate to like aggressively like open up about their feelings to others like right away, which honestly, like if you're literally going on a date with like a stranger from an app and it's like the first date, like you've known this person for one hour, like there's no reason to be unveiling like your childhood traumas to them. Like it's not bringing you closer. Like number one, it's scaring them away. But number two, like it's creating this like false sense of intimacy between you where like you don't actually know them that well. You're not actually that close. But like, because like therapy has conditioned us all to like open up and like be honest, like be vulnerable. Like people have this false sense of intimacy with like, with relationships that aren't necessarily that deep or like aren't necessarily going somewhere. And second of all, I think that frankly, a lot of women will be honest and like use, you know, language from therapy to like try to get things out of guys or like try to try to like see where they stand with guys or whatever. And like, the guy kind of just, instead of like, instead of just, you know, stonewalling them or whatever it is, like the guy then uses the therapy language as like an excuse or like a way to like stay in their lives in like a gross way. Like he'll be like, oh, like the reason I can't, you know, do anything more than like sleep with you and hang out with you all the time, but I refuse to call you my girlfriend is because I, uh, I have a t- attachment issues. Like I have fear of commitment. Like they're just like coming up with all this shit that they've like heard in therapy and on TV and they're like regurgitating it. And then like the girl is like, oh, like he has issues and like he's opening up to me. Like how sweet. Like, and then she keeps like wasting her time on him when in reality it's like the guy just doesn't want to commit to you, but he's like giving you all this therapy language to like fucking as an excuse, right? So like for me, we need to be brutally honest and like a little more offensive with each other, like with our friends. And we need to be brutally honest with ourselves to like avoid getting caught in these situations. I'm like, luckily, thank God this has not happened to me. But like, I have seen it where like girls are sticking with guys for like, 10 years, like five to 10 years. And then like getting dumped because the guy never was that interested in them to begin with. But like they convinced themselves through all of this, like over talking and over analyzing and like a therapy language. Like it just makes me sad. And like, I just want women to like be happy and like live their lives. And, like they don't need to do this. Like It's like, babe, he doesn't have an avoidant attachment style. He just doesn't like you. <laughs> he just doesn't like you. He's like, and it's fine. It's not that complicated. Like we overcomplicate. Yeah, I was like thinking like when you were saying that as well, like the idea like we need to be brutally honest like with ourselves as well, like and not just like what someone else is willing to tell us. Cause like half the time, like the guy's not gonna be like that straight up with you. Like they're not gonna be like, oh hey, like I actually just don't like you that much. They're gonna like no. kind of breadcrumb you along. So it's like you have to be like real with yourself at the same time, which is so important. And yeah, this idea, I'm honestly waiting till a guy sends me a text saying that I'm an idiot when I'm drunk uh, because that's, that's <laughs> definitely coming. Uh, and I've definitely had it where I like tend to overshare, but I like one thing that I also find is crazy is just like people who get so invested, like in someone they hardly know. Oh my God, like right away. And it's like people will go on one date and they feel this like 
and this has happened to me in the past. Like you go on like a date with someone, you know, maybe you've gone on a lot of shitty dates. Maybe like you're just not in a good place. Maybe whatever, any number of things. You go on a date with them and like you really connect and you hit it off. Does that mean that like they are your soulmate? Like, no, it just means like you have chemistry, like you have a connection. It's like when you meet a, you know, think about when you met like any of your like best friends, like you probably clicked like pretty quickly. And I think it can be like that with dating, but like this sort of like this weird like fantasy or myth that like a lot of us have been told our entire lives, which is that like there's one perfect like soulmate waiting on us. You know what I mean? Like that makes people think like when they have that connection with someone, they're like, oh my God, like. I feel this connection and then like they open up too fast and then they like fantasize the whole thing and like emotionally make this fantasy in their mind or like this person is the one and it's like it's been literally one date like people need to start thinking about dating in terms of like actual time that has passed that you spent with this person instead of just like like your how you feel because you should trust your gut but also like I do think a lot of people have this tendency for whatever reason to just like conflate like their own feelings with the actual closeness with the person and it's like those may not be the same thing. Yeah, I always kind of like, even if I'm into someone, I, I don't know if it's because like I'm super jaded, but I like to like proceed with caution. Like, always. It's like, yeah, always. like I'm like feeling this vibe, but that doesn't. And I think like if you don't and you like over romanticize it, then you start to like kind of accept things that you shouldn't. Like, you might yes. accept from like, I don't know, boyfriend of like a year, but if like someone's doing that after like a month, it's like, okay, like just because you like are so into the idea of them doesn't mean you should accept this kind of stuff. Absolutely. That's another good question is like, sometimes like there are things that like if a guy did it on the third date, you'd be like, I'm out. Whereas like after a year, if they do it, it's kind of like, Ooh, <laughs> like, where does that fall? Like, that's a tough question. You're like more willing to kind of like work through it or communicate like your preference. But if it's like early on, you're like, okay, peace out. Yeah. Like right. Also like do that, like be ruthless right away because the, the earliest like time is the easiest time. Like if someone shows you that there's like a big, big red flag. Like there are plenty of fish in the sea. You gotta, you gotta proceed. Like you don't need to like, you don't need to go down this path or like get even more invested with someone that's like showing you immediately right away that they like would hurt you or like would, you know, just not be right for you in any way. Like it doesn't, you don't need to do that. They say like the worst he treats you now is the best he'll treat you when you're married. <laughs> so, oh my God, that's so funny. That's so, you know, so be, true. Be careful out there. It's true though. Like, cause when you first start talking to a guy, like that's the most, that's the most charming they are. Like that's the most like effort they're putting in. That's like when they're, you know, they're putting their best foot forward, which is totally fine. And like, as they should. But like, if you think like they're suddenly going to get like, if things are bad at the beginning, like they're not going to like suddenly wake up one day and be like, I should treat her right. Like I should spend more time and money and effort on her. Like, no. Yeah. And, um, that's definitely true. And I feel like it's also just like setting those boundaries and like knowing like when to walk away. Like, if, and we talked about this earlier, like it's kind of as simple as like, if you're not happy, like in the situation, like you don't need to analyze it. Like, is this acceptable behavior? This, that it's like, it's all in, like how it makes you feel. And like, if you're not having fun, like just fucking leave. Right. Right. That's the other thing is like, when I think about dating, like, especially now that I'm like old as shit, I'm kind of I'm not old as shit. I'm 30, you know, 30, 30. But like, I'm like, at this point, I'm looking for someone that like, I could feasibly spend a good chunk of my life with and not be miserable the whole time. So like, it should be very fun, especially when you're like first dating and like you're meeting each other. It should be exciting. Like there should be chemistry. You know what I mean? Like it should be the most fun time. Like why should there, there should be no crying. If you're crying in the first like 30 days, cry, crying in the first 90 days, we'll say, 
it's over. Like, don't even proceed. It's over. I also like to say, like, the second you start, like, sending your friends, like, screenshots, it's, like, it's kind of over. Like, <laughs> it, it's, like, at that moment, like, it's not, it's not an effortless vibe. Like, it's doomed from there. It's doomed. You care That's too People much. write into the show, and I'll be, like, I'll be, like, I want to open the email and just say, like, the fact that you've even written it means it's over. But let's proceed. You know what I mean? Like, let's go to fully answer the question. But, like, sometimes they write it, and I'm, like, damn. <laughs> Yeah. yeah no honestly like because I feel like a situation that's right for you like you don't question it that much like even if yeah. it's something casual or like something serious like if it's like a good vibe for your life it's you're not like putting a lot of like mental energy into it exactly it will fit easily like you'll feel comfortable like it will feel like probably like any of your best friends like I think about myself and like when I initially met like any of my like true lifelong friends I've been friends with for like whatever 20 years it was immediately extremely easy. We got along right away. Like, yes, we've had our like differences or we have different hobbies or we have different, like, you know, we're different people, but like, we've like felt that click and it was also just easy. Like it wasn't this upsetting. People have this idea because of like romantic comedies, because of Disney, because of like all these things that like, you know, there has to be a struggle. And like Claire and I, my, oh my God, sorry. My friend and I talked about this in our last episode, like, there's this idea that like, unless you have to really fight for it and like have a struggle and like have a long story of like, and I even find myself doing this sometimes where I'm like, oh, well, like it would be like, we were friends for years and then we finally got together or like, oh, we were, you know, we broke up and we got back together. We broke up, we got back together and then we all worked out. It's like, that's not sexy. Like it seems fun, but then in reality, it's like extremely emotionally taxing and like, it, that's not how it needs to go. It could just be really easy. Like I would prefer it to be easy. Yeah, like, is that, like, what you want to tell your grandkids one day? I know, like, a lot of couples, like, have kind of, like, one breakup and then end up back together. But, like, right. all these, like, ups and downs, it's kind of, like, you should just, like, take time away from each other and then kind of maybe, like, revisit it, if at all. Instead of, Agreed. like, this, like, ongoing Agreed. cycle more so. Uh, okay, this so might true. be, like, a very, like, obvious question. But, like, what do you think, like, are some signs that, like, someone just isn't into you? Like for, okay. for the girlies out there, like how, if they're wondering, like what, what'll solidify, like he just ain't it. Solidify. Number one, you should never have to text him after the first date. And this is like a lot of people on podcasts say this, and it's not like uncommon knowledge to me, like not texting the guy after the first date is actually like extremely crucial because you need to see how long it takes him to text you. Literally, I do not know a single person that has like a successful relationship that I would want to like model where they had to like chase the guy down after the first date. The guy should be like, if the guy is really excited about you and you're really excited about him, say, thank you so much. I had so much fun tonight and like go home. And like, I mean, I don't know everybody I know who's like, like engaged or married and, or like in a relationship where I'm like, wow, I want to be like that. The guy, you know, he texted like right when they got home. It was like, I had so much fun. Like, when can I see you again? You know what I mean? Whereas like the ones, the relationships where I'm like, hmm, they like didn't really hear from the guy. And then two days later, they were like, it's feminism. Like I'll text him. And it's like, this is not about feminism. This is not about like gender relations in any way. Maybe it is. I don't know. But like, this is about, do you want to see how long it takes him to text you? Because there have been so many dates that I've been on where like, I thought it went pretty well and I really liked them. And I said to myself, let me just wait. And I got home and they never, ever texted me ever. I've never heard from them again. And then it's like, if I had texted them, maybe they would have replied. Like maybe there would have been all this fucking back and forth. And then I would have been confused because I would have been like, oh, well, he replied to my text and there were some other texts. It doesn't fucking matter. The guy will text you first right away. The sooner he texts you, the more he likes you. 
Um, if he doesn't text you, obviously he doesn't like you. If he texts you a really long time later, like that's not a great sign. Like, it's just, it's not that complicated. Like, I think to me, that's like pretty straightforward. And like, people want to make up all these reasons. Like, oh, like men play hard to get to. We're like, oh, he's shy. I'm like, I, if I hear another person say like, oh, he's shy. Like, I'm going to kill myself. Like, I can't deal with it. It's just, it's not, it's not that complicated. So that's like one sign. Um, they're not that into you if you think they're a bad texter. I'm a true, like, I'm a true bad texter. Like, I mean, it's sometimes it's with, with someone that I am like, meh, seven to 10 business. And you know this from fucking trying to DM me to go to this podcast because I'm a nightmare. And I genuinely wanted to come on this podcast. And how hard was it to nail me down? Like horrible. I'm a <laughs> true bad texter. Into me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, as okay. So as like a true bad texter, let me just say, when I am texting with someone that I am like really into, I'm like, I'm like, I can't wait to respond. Like, I'm so excited to respond. And that's coming from someone who like, I have 7,000 unread emails in my Gmail right now. Like, you know what I mean? It's bad. So like, he's not a bad texter. That's not a thing. If he is a bad texter, actually, he'll call you. I've had that happen to me where like the guy just like is, you can tell he's kind of like, he's like weird. He like doesn't know how to use emojis. You're like, what's going on? Literally will call you. Like they will, they'll figure it out. They'll contact you. Um, if you think they're a bad texter, if you think like, oh, they're shy, if you think like, oh, there's drama or they have family stuff going on. If there's any excuse that you're making to yourself for like why you don't feel clear on how he feels, uh, they're just not that into you. And honestly, I think it's like the same with men. Like if you don't hear from her for a long time, like if the if the girl feels the same way, and this I can only speak to like heterosexual relationships in this in this case, but like if the girl feels the same way, she's gonna be replying like fairly soon. You know what I mean? Like when I'm not into a guy, it's like, it could be any number of days, hours, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think, like, all these little things just kind of come down to, like, the feeling of, like, they're not putting in, like, enough effort to make you, like, feel like they're into you. And I, like, I also think, like, planning in advance, like, I always say, like, if they don't plan in advance, they don't like you that much. And I've been there, like, where you, like, you message a guy and you're like, hey, do you want to hang out tonight? And they're like, oh, how about, like, tomorrow or the next day? And you're like, no, like, this was, like, a last minute, like, you're, you're, it's last minute you're only. not plan A, like, but if someone likes yes. you, like, they'll plan, they'll make a plan with you. And if you're both, like, not, like, super into texting or whatever, like, you'll have a plan to see each other. Right. Um, and oh, there will yeah. be firm next steps. There will be a firm future commitment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it'll just be like clear, like you're both into it. And also, yeah, like when whenever I've been like really into someone, I feel like I kind of just respond quicker, just because like I have like more to say. Like I'm like excited to talk to them. Right. Like there's like more back and forth. It's not like you know, it's not like a chore to respond to them, and it shouldn't be like a chore for them to respond to you. Also, like if you have to like push the conversation, like keep the conversation going like you feel like they haven't asked you a question back or like they're not really, you know, pushing for the conversation to go for it. Just let it go. Like, don't try harder. Don't like ask more questions. Like just let it, try, let it die. Like see what happens. Like my motto is sort of like, just do less and like see what happens because that will really show you like, I don't know. I, I saw like a meme the other day and I'm trying to remember exactly what it said, but it was like, it was like, don't ever push someone into doing something. Like you shouldn't ever have to like pressure someone into doing something in dating or relationship. Like, like, all it's going to do is basically set them up to do that temporarily. And then they'll go back to like what they would rather do. And it's kind of like when you see what someone would rather do, like you see who they are, you see how they feel about you. Yeah. And I also feel like if what they would rather do isn't something that you want, like there's like someone out there that like will vibe with that. Like, and you should, you should just go find right. like what you vibe with. Yes, exactly. 
All right. So I know that you've said you like to wait for like the guy to kind of reach out first after a date or like for them to kind of follow up, make like the initiative. What do you think it's ever like, okay, for the girl to like reach out if it's like fallen off a bit or to like kind of make a move? Like, what's your thoughts on this? Okay. Like if it's, here's the thing. Like, I think if you don't care what happens, like if you don't care what happens with the guy or if you just want it to be casual or you just want to hook up or you just want to like, you like, you don't really care do literally whatever you want. But if you're like, I, this is a, you know, a fish I want to reel in, then no. Because I think like, it's like the, the issue with reaching out when things have fallen off or initiating in general as a woman is that like, it, it gives you the potential to get into a situation where you're confused. Like it gives you the potential to get into a situation where like, you've made moves like this. Like, you know, let's say like you've gone on two dates with a guy and like, okay, I'll give a perfect example. I went on a date with a guy a few weeks ago. I thought we had a great first date. He texted me right away when I got home and he texted me the next day, we should do this again. I'm like, sure. Don't hear from him for like two weeks. He texts me again and is like, hey, like would love to take you out again. And I was like, okay, like, sure. sounds good. So we got again. We had a really nice time. And, you know, he's like, okay, you know, text me when you get home. And I was like, okay which I hate, by the way, like I hate when they're like, text me when you get home. It's like, you could walk me and you would know if I was safe. Anyway, it's like fake. So I was like, I got home and I was like, I made it home. And he was like, oh, like blah, blah, blah. Great. And like, we had some texting back and forth. And then like, he eventually sent a text back the next day that was like, not really anything to reply to. So I just didn't say anything back, which is totally fine. Again, I also think people need to like calm the fuck down and like, you can just not respond to some texts. Like there are certain texts, like do not warrant a response. You don't need to keep texting. You don't need to keep the conversation going. So I was like, I'm just going to see what happens here. You know, this is a week ago. Again, have not heard from him again, which is totally fine. Like that is life, that is dating. But if I had texted again, you know what I mean? Like if I had texted again and been like, so like, what did you think of blah, blah, blah last night? And then like he kept responding to be polite. Then I would have felt like, well, now we've texted. Maybe I would have felt like, oh, we've texted even more. I'm confused. Why isn't he asking me out again? It would lead me to do other crazy things. Like it would lead me to do things like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's feminism. I'll ask him out for the third day because he asked me out for the first two. And it's like, no, don't delude yourself. Like the less that you say, the more that you like see and observe and hear and learn, like the less that you like push things to happen, the more you get to see what the guy would do left to his own devices. I truly believe that. Because I want to see who someone is without me nagging them, without me pressuring them, without me like pushing myself on them. You know, like I want to see who they are when I just don't do anything and like let them be themselves. Because like I want to see who the true person is. I want to see how much they like me. Like I want to see like, because I've dated, and you and I have talked about this, like there are certain women who just, I think they have just never had a relationship, which is normal for our age group. It's like, there are plenty of people that just have never had a boyfriend like their entire life. Like I know people who are 40 years old, like have barely had a relationship. Whereas like there, and there's also some people, women especially, who just have not dated a guy where the guy was truly obsessed. Like I've been lucky enough to like date one or two guys where it was like, wow, like almost like to the level where you're like, this is a little crazy. Like I'm not that cool, you know? <laughs> and like if until you've had that experience, like it's hard sometimes to tell like, is he into me? Is he not into me? But like, let the record fucking show if a guy is really, really into you, you will truly, you won't have to do anything. You really won't. That's the God's honest truth. Yeah, yeah. Like, barely. We've, like, talked about this, how, like, some girls have just never felt like a guy 
like super obsessed with them so they think and they've had like these guys who are kind of like half-assed feelings about them so they think like yes. that's normal and like yeah I was in like the same situation where like my last relationship like it was just very clear and it wasn't like like I never did that shit like I was never sending screenshots like whatever like until the very end when it was over yeah um and I think so I've been in that situation where like I will like oh do you want to like go do this tonight like because I'm like when I don't care and right. I'm like manic like oh my god like I need something to do like you're tonight's entertainment but I would never like if I was like se like serious about a guy or like seeing where it goes like I can't like reach out like I have it to, gives like, me anxiety yeah. like when people are like I really we went on the first date I really liked him so I texted him right away and said we should go out again I'm like ah like it gives me a panic attack because like you know you're like we all know you all know like when you text a guy when you make that move like your gut feeling tells you if you should or shouldn't have done it. That's as silly as that sounds. It's like when I text a guy that I know, I know we, there is nothing. I don't care what happens between us. Like you just shoot off the text and you're just like, oh, whatever. And then you like go back to work and you're not thinking about it. When it's a guy that you kind of know you want, like a future with or like a real thing with, when you send the text and it's been like time is passing, you're checking your phone, the minutes are passing. You're like, oh my God, what have I done? That's when you should not have texted them. That's when you should have just, because you never regret not sending a text. You never regret like, just being like, I'm going to let it lie. Like, I am not going to do this to myself right now. If you think you're going to be stressed after you send a text, tell yourself, be like, if, if I don't hear back from this person afterwards, if, if I don't hear from them, you know, within two hours of me sending this text, how am I going to feel? And if the feeling is bad, just don't do it. It's the same thing when people like sleep with someone too soon. Like, if you know that you can like sleep with this person and like, you're not going to be stressed if you don't hear from them, have fun, like truly have fun. But if you know that you sleep with them and you're going to like panic if they don't text you the next day, maybe wait <laughs> like yeah just know yourself but like some people don't know what the reaction is gonna be I think it's kind of like if you text them and you would like hardly notice if they didn't reply like that's totally cool exactly um, but if you're like yeah if you're like waiting on it and I think also like people are always like sizing up how badly someone else needs something like even it's like girls do the same thing with guys like if you're like overly kind of like needy like it's just like giving off this like energy that like people aren't into yeah it's like how do you feel when like you have a girlfriend who's just like texting you 24 7 like being like when can we hang out like what do we want to do even if it's like someone that you're like you know i loved hanging out with this person like after a while it can get to be like a little needy and i think that's how guys feel when you're like blowing them up when you truly like as we discussed like barely know each other and again like i don't know it's kind of it's like girls would be like driving themselves over not like truly driving themselves crazy over guys that like straight up like if he again if he died if you died tomorrow would he attend your funeral like that's the question you should be asking yourself at every turn like truly like, if he hit you with his car on his way to another <laughs> girl's house would he even stop would he even stop or would he just continue and be like gotta go gotta go, go. yeah yeah like he'd be like, like i like sorry i just have like commitment issues like he'd have like whatever excuse <laughs> like i'm just not in a place right now to stop and see if you're okay oh my god it's so true he'd be like i'm so sorry that i hit you with my car it's because of my attachment style like that's literally that's what i feel like is happening like Do they're you? just like any excuse i also feel like these girls therapists are like enabling them oh my god oh my god like they're like tell him how you feel i had a friend who like the therapist was it she, she a guy visited her twice they like hooked up three times and she was like are we in a relationship and he was like obviously not and then the therapist was like you should write him a letter telling him how you feel i was like is this real am no. i in a fucking simulation right now i was like am i in the mate like did i just get what's happening 
why would you ever do this? Like, it was the craziest shit I've ever heard of. It, and like the therapist, I'm like, this isn't healthy for this girl to like dump. It's not fair to the guy. It's not fair to the girl who's going to dump all this and like think there's going to be an outcome. It's not going to change anything. Like, I don't know. It just is. And it's they're like, enabling. crazy because I feel like any normal therapist would say like the deeper issue here is why are you so invested in someone you don't even know? Right. <laughs> As right. opposed to continue to invest more of your time and feelings and whatever. Oh my God, I can't. <laughs> it's insane. And it's like, it's totally fine to like be excited about someone and like want to see where things go. But also it's like, don't get caught up in this fantasy in your mind that like doesn't reflect reality. Because again, if you've been on two dates with someone, like what's that? Like, you know, a maximum of like, I mean, I don't know. This is another topic is like marathon first dates, marathon dates in general, like really long dates. Like, is it? what is it like 10 hours maybe you spent with this person and like it just doesn't seem like something you should be like they are my future and like it's hard to not get excited like you got to pace yourself like you got to take it easy like remember the actual reality of a situation and not just like what you've like hyped it up to be in your mind yeah no absolutely and like even like a bit ago like I went out with this guy we had like a pretty decent vibe and then like over time like he just kind of um like just did some stuff like I didn't fuck with like didn't like make plans like kind of like hit me up last minute and like mm. I like I was into the vibe but it's like still like because I don't like really let myself get carried away like I was just like yeah you know like I'm not into this like I don't want to go out with you because but if you're like if you invest like more into it and like get carried away with the idea then you'd probably be like oh, okay sure like and then end up right. going continue to be frustrated and like feel let down, but like that's good on you because like a lot of people wouldn't have the balls to do that. Like a lot of people would just be like, they would either like kind of get like needy and clingy or they would like go to him and be like, it really makes me feel abandoned and upset when you don't make plans until the last minute. And like, can we please work on this for our relationship? And the guy would have like, you know, for two seconds, he'd be like, oh, of course, and like make two plans in advance and then immediately go back to his old ways and or goes to because what the fuck? Meanwhile, I'm saying slide in again late at night and I will block you. <laughs> like, I'm just like... Like, you just got to cut it out. You just got to cut the shit. Like, cut the... Trim the fat. Like, get rid of... <laughs> yeah, and I feel like it's just like someone's like avoidant or like weird behavior like it's not like no matter if you have like a great vibe or whatever, if it's making you feel shitty, like you can't like accept it into your life. No, there's no reason because like, because truly like you will actually be happier if you are like asked by yourself, then you are going to be with someone that's like, you're stressed about their every move or their every text or like, you're unhappy. Like, why would you want to add unhappiness to your life? Like, I just don't get it. Yeah, no, exactly. And like, I'm pretty like, I guess I would say like pretty emotionally unavailable. So I do tend to find like people who are a little bit more avoidant because I'm not really like trying to commit to anything. But then sometimes it comes to, and like, there's a good vibe, like whatever, but sometimes it comes to a point where like, they're like, it's like kind of starts to make you feel shitty and you can't be like, oh, well, I don't want anything, but we have this great vibe to like accept like the shitty behaviors. It's like, you know, you just need to like take time apart kind of thing. Right, like you need to be like, let me remove this from the equation and like see if I feel better or worse without this person in my life like dragging down the vibe. Yeah, no, exactly. Okay, wait. So we love like a okay. good, we kind of touched on this. We love a good theory. So like, what do you think? Like when should girls like sleep with a guy? Like, is there any science to this? Oh God. Okay. I know a lot of people say like third date and then a lot of people say like five or six dates. And then like a lot of people say a lot of different things, but I think for me, it's like, it all comes back to, again, like, how are you going to feel after you do this? And like, 
sometimes you don't know until after, but I do truly feel like usually you kind of have a gut feeling about whether you're going to hear from them or not afterwards. Okay. And then like, you know how, how not hearing from them would make you feel. So like, that's all you need to know to proceed. Like if you've gone out with someone and like, you're really feeling the vibe and you feel like if you slept with them at this juncture, like they would text you afterwards, then like, and you would feel good about that, then like proceed. But like, you kind of have to try to forecast like what's going to happen and then make your decisions based on that. Like if it's a gamble and like, you really like this person and like, you're not exactly sure how they feel about you and you're still sort of feeling it out. Number one, sleeping with them is not going to make them like you more. Like it's just not how, like, that's not a thing. It's not going to make you, you know, more attractive to them. It's just like you had sex, like you'll see if you have sexual chemistry. Like if you're on the, if you feel like you really like them and they're on the fence and you're like, it's 50, 50, whether I could hear from them and not hearing from them would upset me. Just don't do it. Whereas like, you know, if you feel like I really don't care what happens to this person, but we have a lot of chemistry and like, I just want to hook up and have fun. And if I never hear from them again in my entire life, I won't care. Go for it. Like proceed, do whatever you want. There's no timeline that's right. It's really more just like when you feel like you will be okay with the outcome, no matter what it is. Yeah, I feel like very similar way. I always say like, do it when you feel like you want to and like, don't like factor in their kind of feelings. But that is kind of like a good tool. If you're like unsure, like where they stand, then maybe like holding off and like kind of letting them like if they still like follow up, like stuff like that, like to confirm they're into you first, that might be a good idea as well. Yeah, it like can't hurt to like wait longer because like also sometimes like, oh my God, um, this is a crazy story. So <laughs> when I was living in Texas, I met this guy and um he was like he was from the UK he was super hot and we were like we went on like I guess like two or three dates maybe two dates and he started bringing up um he started bringing up a green card I shit you not this guy starts bringing up like oh like my visa is expiring in a few months and like I was going to try to do a British accent, but I fucking can't. But he was like, oh, my visa's expiring. And like, wouldn't it be nice to like, just run down to the courthouse? And I was like, what? And he kept me, and I was like, that's a funny joke. He kept talking about it. Like he kept bringing it up. He kept making the same joke. And he was like, oh, we'll just run down to the courthouse and like get a little green card marriage. Ha ha ha. And I was like, are you, is this a joke anymore? Cause like you've said it like 10 times in like three days. And then on the third day, he was like, try, I mean, putting the moves on me, like trying so hard to get me to sleep with him. And I was like, no, no, no. Um, and when I didn't sleep with him after the third date, he disappeared, like after blowing me up for weeks, like never, ever heard from him again. Six months later, I'm on Instagram and I open Instagram and he's, his post comes up. He got green card married. He found a girl. They literally, I stalked the whole thing. And I was like, oh my God, they met like right after he literally goes in my life. They were married within like, within six months, like went to the courthouse. Like they were fully green card married. And the whole time he was was shocking. I was like, he another girl would go for it. She would go for it. It was. I mean, he was. I mean, very, very attractive, tall, hot British man with abs. Like it was. Someone was gonna do it, you know. But I was like, not gonna be me. I'm not gonna get, you know, green card fraud. It's (laughs) like citizenship fraud. Like not trying to get that charge on my resume. Like you're like get that bag babe like he he right a man who knew what he wants honestly he knew what he wanted at least he was like at least he's in direction (laughs) oh my god wait when you sleep with him but he's just in it for the green card he didn't even care about this (laughs) he didn't even care about the sex it didn't matter if you slept with him or not he was going regardless i i told him to stop making the joke he was like i could wait for sex but i can't wait for that green card (laughs) literally like that was not what he was uh going for 
so bad. It was really bad. What do you, okay, so what do you think are, is, like, the major differences between, like, dating in your 20s versus your 30s? Ugh, I mean, like, I, and everyone who is my friend knows that, like, I was an idiot for, like, my entire 20s. I'm still an idiot, but I'm less of an idiot now. I think, like, you know, in your 20s, number one, let me just say, like, your brain is literally not fully developed until you're 24, 25. Like, your frontal lobe, like, comes in. And, like, there. at that point, that's when you have, like, decision-making abilities that, like, you didn't have when you are like, 22 and just, like, completely fearless. And, like, you know, I did stuff when I was 22 that I'm just, like, why? What? Like, what was I doing? Like, I mean, literally just, like, like places I hiked that I was, like, alone and, like, could have been killed and was completely unafraid. Like, dumb stuff. So, like, turning 25, I feel like, is a turning point for a lot of people because, like, literally their frontal lobe is all cozy and comes in and they're like, oh, I can make decisions now. Um, so dating in your 20s in general is, like, so weird and chaotic because, like, some people who met in mar- in college are, like, engaged and getting married. And then, like, some people are, like, breaking up with the college relationship and, like, getting out there dating-wise. You don't really know what you're doing with your career usually. Like, you don't really know. Like, a lot of people are just in various, like, different stages of life and career and, like, you know, self-actualization, I guess. So I feel like in your 20s, it's just absolute chaos. And I don't feel like, for me, like, I don't feel like I dated with a lot of, like, intention. I was just sort of out there, like, having a lot of fun, like, you know, meeting whoever I met. And, like, I got a lot of, like, you know, I, if I said this to my friend, I was like, no more accidental boyfriends. Like, sometimes you just, like, accidentally get a boyfriend. And it's like, wait, I didn't, what, wait, where did this come You know what I mean? Like, I didn't decide, hello. Like, <laughs> like I like you, but, like, do we have any values in common? Like, no, but were we really into each other? Sure. Okay. Let's see what happens. Like, no, I don't really want to do that anymore. <laughs> like now I'm 30 and I'm like, I don't really feel pressure per se, because I think like my parents uh, got married pretty old. Like they were like 35, 36. They had me at like 36, 37 or something. My sister at like 40, 41. So like, I've always felt like there's a lot of time. Like I always felt like I want to meet the right person. Like that's really important to me more than like, you know, reaching a certain milestone at like a certain age. Like, I think that's dumb. And I think if you like, if you get married, cause you're like in a rush and like, you're just desperate to like, you know, settle down, like you're going to make poor decisions. Like it's bad to make decisions like under the gun or like under some imagined pressure, like from your society or from like yourself. So with all this said, like, I feel like now I'm dating still, like I'm going out, I'm having fun. I'm like doing stuff with my friends, but I'm a little bit more intentional in that I'm no longer willing to just like waste time on either shit that is going nowhere or guys that literally do not care if I live or die. So like, those are the two, (laughs) those would be the two major differences. I think like you shouldn't waste time on guys who don't care if you live or die regardless. Um, but in your twenties, even if it's not like going anywhere, sometimes you can like entertain it for a bit. Like, Oh, I'm having fun. Whatever. If you're having fun, that is what matters. Like don't suffer. If you're in your twenties, like enjoy it, but like, do not suffer. There's absolutely no reason. Yeah. And I feel like this idea that, like this kind of pressure to settle down like holds a lot of women back like because they feel it so hard and then like they settle with like people who aren't like good matches for them yeah or like just you know it's there's like there's two you know categories of like not right relationships and one is like they treat you badly and that can like that's a you know a uh, spectrum of like they're an asshole to like they beat the shit out of you like that's a whole spectrum of stuff that's in there with like emotional abuse and like a bunch of other shit. Um, And then there's like the other category, which is just like, frankly, you are not the match. And like, I, I don't know, you know, like I'm not married. Like I'm not engaged. Like I don't have like a successful, I guess, quote unquote, by like society standards relationship that I can like point to and be like, I did it. Like I got there. I accomplished this. But I will say like, 
I'm proud of myself because like I've made some difficult decisions, you know, in the relationships that I've had where like, you know, I did have to like end relationships that I was like, this is a great person. Like, you know, they mean the world to me, but like, unfortunately we are not a match in the long term, And like, I am making this decision because I believe it is the best decision genuinely, um, you know, for both of us. And so like, it's really hard to make that decision when like you're, you know, in your late twenties and like a lot of your friends are engaged and like some have babies and like, you're like, am I falling behind, you know? But I do truly believe that like, you're going to be happier alone. You're going to be happier, like with the right partner, obviously, but you're going to be still happier alone than you would be in like the wrong relationship for you long-term. So I think like, you know, being intentional, having fun and like enjoying your life, but just like not settling and not like, you know, sticking with someone that's wrong for you just because like sunk cost, like time has passed. It's like, no, like you could literally, I mean, I know another friend who like, she was dating a guy for like five years. They were living together for two years. Like it just was not it. And like people, I think people maybe knew it was not it. I don't really know what people's opinions were, but they finally broke up and like, she's, you know, 31 and she has a whole fucking new life and she goes out and she has so much fun. And like, she's going on great dates and like, she's meeting people she's compatible with. And like, it's going to be fine. Like life is long. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to make this decision at like 29, 30 that like could fuck up your life in perpetuity. Like you don't have to do it. Yeah. I definitely like agree with what you're saying. I never thought about it in that way of like there being two categories of like wrong relationships where like some are like this, like toxic, like whatever, but then some are like actually like on the face, very good relationships. Like your friends are jealous of it. Like he's a great guy, but it's not like at the end of the day, like a good, like who you guys are as a person is not a great match. Or it's just not what you want. Yeah. It's not making you happy. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think that you need to feel, like, euphorically, like, overjoyed every day of your life with this person. But generally, it should be, like, a net positive. And if it's a net negative, like, that's when you know, like, no. No. <laughs> she, she's, a, she's a finance girly. <laughs> I'm a finance gal. I have to I have to do the math, you know? <laughs> My dad would be proud right now. <laughs> I think I told you our, our last call one time, a, a guy was, like, so dumb with me. He's like, you are a net negative in my life right now. <laughs> I was like causing so I'm much negative. like fucking chaos. He's, I'm like, oh my god, that's so. I'm funny. like, that's one way to sum it up. Okay, one way to sum it up is I am a tornado leaving wreckage in my wake, but it's fine. Like fair <laughs> enough. Uh, yeah. So I guess like that makes sense. Like the differences like between your 20s and 30s, you're just like less willing to like entertain shit that you know like isn't really gonna go anywhere. But you know what? Like my phone is dry as shit. <laughs> That's the difference between your 20s and your 30s. In your 20s, you have like 50 guys blowing up your phone and you're just like entertaining all of it and like so like stressed. Like in your 30s, you're like, I am at peace. Like I have my hobbies and like my friends and like I go to work. And but like my phone is literally dry. <laughs> like I'm like, it is, that is no like one is sending level. me you up at like 3 a.m. Like what's going on? Oh my God. That like sends me like over the fucking edge like every weekend. Like I'm like, I never entertain this. Why do you think it's acceptable? I woke up to like a FaceTime call from someone, like a missed FaceTime at like 3 a.m. on like, I woke up on a Saturday morning. I was like, this was on a Friday night. And to be fair, I was out till like four on Saturday. So like, I can't really talk. But literally a FaceTime call at 3 a.m. I was like, is this, I was like, is this 2015? Like, who Who do you think you, who do you think I am? Like, that I would be awake to like, hello? Like, what are we going to talk about? Like <laughs> 2015, like closer by the chain smokers playing in the background. The, like. the, the dog filter on Snapchat with the little tongue and the fucking nose and the ears. That was my shit. And I would be like wearing a choker, you know what I, Like with a flannel around my way. Like it was just going to be so, a great look. Okay. So like on this idea of like 
between the difference between your 20s and your 30s so if you want to like how can you date with intention without like necessarily like kind of putting it all out there because I always say like never like ask someone what they're looking for like being like like I don't think you should go into a date like oh I want a boyfriend like you should just kind of go and like I'm gonna get to know this person whatever so but how do you like want a relationship but still not like be a fucking psychopath about it Okay. I think you're absolutely right. Number one, I think number two, like the power for me is not in your words, but in your actions. So like, I don't know when you hear people like showing up to first dates and being like, well, I'm marriage minded. So like, if you're not, then get out. It's like, this person doesn't, they do not know you. Like maybe they would marry you someday if they fucking got to know you, but like you do not know each other. So why are you telling this to a stranger and like dumping all this pressure on them? So like, your own, your own like goals when it comes to dating, like that's your fucking business. It's not somebody else's business. You don't need to tell anyone on the first date, like what you're looking for, because number one, you may overwhelm them. And number two, they may honestly, and this is really jaded to say, but I do think it's true. A lot of times, like they may use that information to like manipulate you. And like, I told you about this as well. I'm in that Facebook group. Like it's called NYC girls. Are we dating the same guy or something? And it's like, it's 9,000 women. And they just post these stories where I'm like, that's a bad dude, but like you are also at fault. Like they post some stories where I'm like, you just, if you had not told this guy, like I'm looking for a relationship, like I'm looking for consistency, like he wouldn't have been able to use that information to manipulate you, get you to sleep with him and then eventually ghost you. Like if you just kind of keep it, just keep it to yourself and then use your actions to like show what you will and won't fuck with. Like you have to kind of, you have to be very, truly very unafraid to like cut people off or just not respond or like show with your actions, not your words, like whining and like nagging and like being like, I expect more communication from you or like, I'm looking for a relationship or like, I want to get married and like, I need to have a baby in the next five years. You're just, you're going to scare away the good ones and you're going to give the bad ones like information with which to manipulate you, honestly. So I think, you know, keep it to yourself, like keep your goals in mind, right? Like you can be like, okay, this person has these qualities they don't have these other qualities like one of those is a deal breaker for me on either side that's totally fine but just observe gather as much information as you need and then try to cut it off as soon as you possibly can to like avoid hurting them or like avoid anyone getting too invested so like be ruthless but like kind yeah I think like it's important to kind of like keep your like kind of goals and like intentions to yourself like in the beginning and it's always like like, even if you want to get married, like, why would you want to get married to that person? Like, they've shown you nothing yet. Like, it's a very, like, sad, like, I've, like, said this before, you're just kind of, like, into the idea of them. And, like, which yes. is, like, like no one likes that either. Because then they're, like, you don't actually like me for me. Like, you like that I have a good job. Or, like, you like how I look. And it's, like, it's just not cute. It's not a good look. And it's also, like, I don't know. Like, you can you can have marriage or, like, you can have a boyfriend, like, as a goal. But, like you don't eat like you may want that but like you do not yet know if you would even want that with this person so there's virtually no point in communicating that to them up front like you don't know them again like as we talked about they are a stranger it's actually stranger danger like you don't need to say anything you don't need to get into it imagine if you like if when you go on these dates like when it's like whether from apps or whether from like when you're on like a formal date with someone like would you go up to literally a guy at a bar and be like i am looking to have you know, I want a boyfriend, like, in, you know, that's my goal, or, like, I'm looking for a relationship, so, like, don't even talk to me if, like, you don't want a relationship, like, no, you would just have a normal conversation, like, you would get to know them, so, like, don't do it on dates, just get to know the person and see if they even have, like, 
base level qualities like you like or if like you even vibe because like I've got on so many dates as well where like you know I'm pre I'm pre-screening in the apps I'm like oh he works in finance like oh he's tall oh this or that and then you get there and it's like there is just nothing there nothing there like so sad so you've hyped yourself up and like gotten all excited for nothing it's like you gotta like determine what your deal breakers are get there see if the deal breakers are being touched or not and then just get to know the person like you gotta give people a chance before you're like dumping this agenda on them or like even thinking if they fit into it yeah no I'm like if I meet like one more man with no personality who stares at an excel spreadsheet for 16 hours a day like I'm just like I'm gonna have to get hammered to get through the day like they have nothing to I'm like do you guys like do anything like what do you do for fun do you ever ask them what do you do for fun and they're like uh and you're like okay (laughs) you're like yeah okay like that's fair and I also I think it's also really important like judging like someone based on their actions and not their words because like I guarantee you like nine out of ten guys are gonna be like oh yeah like I'm just like they're either gonna say oh I want something casual like before like you even exchange two messages or they're gonna be like oh I'm just like seeing where things go and how it like what they really like want with you is just gonna be like communicated through their actions like they're just gonna absolutely because you sometimes oh for sure because sometimes also like you know like I'll talk to guy friends who are like with someone now and they're like I was not looking for anything serious but like I met her and I was just like oh my god like I have to be with this person so like they can even state like I just want something casual but like if you just kind of I don't know if they like you they like you yeah for sure okay so now moving into the topic of rejection how like what are your thoughts on this and I remember you were saying you think explicit rejection is a good thing and I feel like we should talk more on this because I feel like we get a lot of like a guy like says he's not that into you like and instead of you having to decipher it like he's literally like just telling you and the first thing like a girl's friend is gonna be like oh my god he's such an asshole like I can't I can't believe it but like what okay what is like the good side to this Honestly, okay, so, like, the, yeah, the good friend answer is, like, just say he's an asshole and, like, move on and be glad that he, like, did that. But the brutal truth is that, honestly, when someone brutally rejects you, like, just flat out is, like, I'm not into it, I don't see a future, wishing you the best, there is no greater gift that you could receive because at least you're not confused. And, like, I'm in, I've been in sales my whole career. We always say, like, a no is better than a maybe. Obviously, a yes is best, but a no is better than a maybe. Like, you would rather just have the prospect be, like, we are not interested in your software. And like, amazing. Great. Like there is no budget. Great. I would rather know that than like continue to like send you emails for months or like try to like cold call you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to take you off my list. That's wonderful. Like removed from the equation. They're not an asshole for rejecting you. Like no one is an asshole for not wanting to be with you. Actually, someone's an asshole for like stringing you along when they know that you like them and like they can, you know, use you and like, continue to get whatever they want from you and like they continue doing that like that's an asshole not an asshole is a guy who just is honest with you and is like I'm so sorry like I just don't I'm not feeling it I don't see a future and they let you know as soon as possible there's no greater gift like there's nothing better also like rejection is redirection rejection is protection like all that shit it really is true like I I also think like a lot of people are very uncomfortable with rejection they're very uncomfortable with like the idea that like at the end of the day, like maybe someone just doesn't want to date them. And that's like, you got to kind of like learn to live with that. And like, it's fine. It doesn't mean like you suck or like you're worthless or like you're a bad person. Like stop basing yourself worth on other people. Like you got to be like, I'm the shit. Someone's going to realize it. Whoever doesn't, 
no problem. We're not a match. Like that's all it is. And like, um, oh, I forget what I was going to say. That's why you see like all those TikToks that are like, he said he didn't want a girlfriend, but then he had a girlfriend a month after like we broke up and it's like, yeah, he didn't want to be, he didn't want to be your boyfriend. Like he didn't want you to be the girlfriend. It's just like, you got to like, if anything, like err on the side of like, like taking it not personally and just be like, it is what it is. Direct rejection is like the greatest thing that could happen to you in life. Yeah, I always say like a guy's like not a fuckboy for like not wanting to date you. Like when they're a fuckboy is when they like mislead you. Like that's yes. that's when like it's like, okay, like this is like a shitty thing to do. Like don't act like don't like be like unclear about your intentions. But if it's just very much like, I don't want a relationship right now, like it's just like, okay, he's been clear. Like what it like what do you matter? Right. About? If you continue chasing a guy after he says to your face, I don't want a relationship, again, like the words he's leaving out are with you. And he has told you, you can't change his mind. Don't try to change his mind. Like, don't be whatever, Roberta the Builder. Like, you don't need to do this. Like, just be like, thank you so much. And never talk to them again. Yeah, and I think, like, a lot of, um, like, this whole, like, I don't want a relationship with you. Like, girls, like, kind of read into it. Like, well, what's wrong with me? They're like, Nothing. why don't, yeah. Like, they're like, why, like, why doesn't he want to date me? And it's like, you know, like, you're still the same person, like, whether he wants to date you or not. And I feel like a lot, like, the one thing that, like, just sucks is, like, a lot of girls, like, just let it, like, get them down, like, their confidence, like, but it's just, like, he's just not that into you. Like, there's, like, so much power in realizing that. So much power. And, like, you have to take the rejection as, like, excellent. Like, door closed. And think about all the time, like, you would have wasted or, like, all the stress you would have felt, like, continuing to, like, deal with mixed signals. And you have to be, like, at least now I have the answer and I don't have to, like, suffer for, like, because we've all fucking suffered. Like, we've all been through situations with guys where, like, you're literally suffering and sweating and, like, having anxiety and, like, ah, does he like me? Does he not? Like, for months. And, like, the answer is, like, if you just knew, like, maybe at the second month, but, like, or if you were able to tell yourself, or if, you know, much less him telling you, like, if you're really lucky, the guy will tell you. If you're really lucky, the guy will explicitly reject you. Most of the time, they will string you along. And or, like, they don't really know what's going on because they're not thinking about it that much. And, like, you're stringing yourself along. So, like, if you're able to just tell yourself and kind of know the signs and be like, you know what, he's not that into me. And then move on for yourself. And, again, it's like, like you said, it's not personal. It doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. Although I will say, like, sometimes, and, like, I've had to do this, like, sometimes you do need to look at yourself and be like, okay, the common denominator is me. Like, I might be the problem, which is fine. But, like, that's a separate category. If a guy you've been on two dates with is just, like, I'm not that into you, or a guy you've, like, hooked up with a few times is, like, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't see a future here. They don't even know you well enough to, like, evaluate you as a human being, like, at a deep level. So, like, how can you possibly care about their opinion that much? Like, you just have to be like, okay, no problem. Like, be nice and just be like, thanks for telling me. And then move on because there is someone out there who's going to think you're the shit. Yeah, like, I always like to think, like, what they want, like, isn't necessarily better than you. It's just different from you. Like, right. I, like, I don't know, like, when my ex-boyfriend moved on, I'm like, you know what? Like, whoever he ends up with now, like, they're probably a much better match. And it's not like, oh, what does she have that I don't? Like, it's just different. They and want the same thing. We talked about this as well. Like, my ex who, you know, we broke up after we graduated college. He was pretty clear about, like, what he wanted, which was to, like, get married, have kids very quickly. And like, I was not on that like page. He immediately met someone. They got married and had kids very quickly. And now they like, I'm like happy for them. I'm like, they are living their best life. Like that is what they both wanted. It's not what I wanted, but like, that's why you have to like let someone go 
like you have to let them go when they're wanting to be let go and you have to let them go when like when it's on you to like to end it because you need to know like what's best for you and what's best for them it's just hard to do that sometimes yeah and you should never like try to like make yourself like into what someone else wants as well like i feel like i don't know like i'm kind of like loud over the top like maybe like a guy wants like someone like more like agreeable but it's like i'm still not gonna agree with you right like, like let him go then go be agreed with you know what i mean like go, he can go do that <laughs> that's how i feel exactly yeah we we fuck with rejection and i also yes. i also i guess would add like it's like you said if you're lucky and i find it's like the most it's the most secure and like quote unquote maybe even nice guys that will give you that rejection and the ones yeah. who aren't like the you know like the more like avoidant like the ones who are kind of like fucked up they're the ones who aren't gonna reject you that's where you have to do the detective work you have to be brutal with yourself and i like stop demonizing these guys that actually have the balls to tell you <laughs> It's so true. Like we can't, if you're being rejected by a guy, he did you a huge favor and you may feel like that sting of rejection. That doesn't make him a dick. It just means like you got to learn to handle rejection a little bit. Yeah. Like it, it sucks to hear, but like you get rejected in life all the time. Like get over it. Some people don't though. Like some people have truly been like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but like some people cannot handle rejection. You know what? Their parents hugged them too much growing up. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> you need a little trauma and then maybe you can handle that. Do you ever meet someone and you're just like, your parents never told you to fuck off, did they? Like they were never like, what the fuck are you doing? Like <laughs> literally. So it's like now, like us in the real world, we have to give you the reality check. Yeah. It's tough. Someone's gotta do it. <laughs> so explain more on this idea of like why, like when your approach to dating, like someone's personalized approach, why do you feel like you need to like know yourself? So, okay, and we this is our going to be our little phrase we coined, but, like, deep down, you know if you're a Samantha or if you're a Charlotte. So, like, you know yourself or you should know yourself or you should try to know yourself and know, you know, how you're going to feel if you sleep with a guy on the first date and you don't hear from him. If you know yourself and you're like, I don't care and I'm going to be fine and I'm going to, like, go to work and it's going to be whatever, then live your life, have fun. But if you know yourself and you know that you're going to feel like shit and you're going to, like, question all your life decisions and you're going to have hurt feelings and you're going to go on Facebook and be stalking his mother, like then don't do that. Like just, it's not that difficult. And like, I remember when I was like 23, I was like, I moved to Texas alone. I was like living alone. And I just like, you know, I had to write myself like a sticky note and I had to put it on my door. And it said like, it simply said, don't do things that make you feel bad. That was all it said. And like, that's a good motto to like live your life by. Don't do things that you know are going to make you feel bad, but you got to be honest with yourself about like, is this going to make me feel bad or not? So you know yourself. And if you don't, then like you got to take some time and get to know yourself because that will help you make better decisions when dating. If you know, like, if you know how someone's uh, action or inaction is going to make you feel, that will help you make so many decisions like after that, like leading up to it. Yeah, like you, you gotta like protect yourself because like no one else is gonna. Like, no, no one else is gonna look out for you. It's not their fucking job. And like people who think that like it's the job of like the guy you have are dating that you've met like you know four times to like look out for your feelings. Like you are living in a delusion. Like you are not living in reality. In reality, like you gotta look out for yourself because people are in general acting in their own best interests. They're probably not thinking about you that much. Like no one is gonna like no one's gonna take care of you better than yourself. So like you gotta learn how to do that. Yeah, and I always say, like, people have, like, their own shit, like, going on as well, like, and it's, like, 
even like if a say like a guy ghosts you it's like yeah like it's kind of shitty like but like that's on their like karma not yours like this is how they're conducting themselves like in their relationships with other people and it's like you just have to like look out for yourself and realize like that when you date like it's the reality that that could happen to you it could happen to you at any time and like unfortunately like usually you know i'll say like 99 percent of the time like you know, if you're seeing someone for a long time, like they're not just going to like, you know, if you're in a serious relationship, they're not going to like ghost your life. It does occasionally happen. And like, you have to give yourself, like cut yourself a break when like things happen that are like anomalies or like weird things where it's just like very shitty behavior on their part. But like, it is a possibility that like you, you know, you see someone like four or five times and like you then never hear from them again. So like, but again, you've only seen each other four or five times. So like, if you're not crazy, like you haven't literally uh, I heard this phrase in another packet, emotionally masturbated your entire future with this person. Like, hopefully you haven't done that if you've been on like, you know, four or five dates to hang out with them. But like some people have done that and like are naming the children. So like you got to, you know, like keep it together. You got to keep it together. Get a grip a little bit. I think the motto here is like, don't start naming the children. Like until, <laughs> like, until you know he's legit. Like, right. like find out his attachment style. Like talk it over with your therapist. If we can even trust our therapist at this point. If we can trust them, I don't. I don't know. I yeah. love my therapist, but like he's, uh, he's an outlier. Oh my God. Yeah, no, we honestly, like we're going to put some of these therapists out of business with this episode. Like I'm, I'm concerned. Hashtag fire your therapist. I honestly, okay. So before we end this on, on the podcast, we like to talk like shit, like men shouldn't do because like, I just love like giving my opinion. So what are some things like to all the men out there listening? What are some things that you think like they should just stop fucking doing when dating? Like what is like going to make you like not want to sleep with them? Like they're just you're going to get the ick. Like what what do what do they stop <sighs> fucking doing? Okay. Um I I would say like there's like there's like stupid superficial grooming stuff. If you're going bald, just buzz it. Just shave it or buzz it don't try to do I saw a guy today he had like the horn you know what I mean it was like a circle in the front and then there was like a ring and then there was like more hair I was just like just buzz it he was a perfectly good looking guy it was very weird I'm sure there's things like you know women that like matter like you need to do this blah 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 but this guy looked crazy and there was no need for him to look crazy he would have been very cute if he had just fucking shaved his head um so there's grooming things like that's for me particularly like that and like um like bad breath it's like you couldn't just brush your like I don't get it just brush your teeth I don't understand it's not hard um and then in terms of like what they should do okay so nothing like bothers me more than like when you are meeting a guy and they number one like have not asked you a single personal question and are just ranting about themselves the entire time or just like talking about nothing and it's like when you meet a person like in like a bar or like in a social context or whatever like that's fine there's no like agenda here but like if we're literally going on a date like from hinge and like you haven't asked me one question and then it's always like and I do this sometimes where like I run dates like their sales meetings like I just get in there and I'm like so where are you from like how many siblings do you have like how did you feel about your parents like I will literally just ask them a billion questions and then at the end of the date like they feel like wow we just had such a great conversation and I'm like do you even know my last name because I don't think you do because you didn't ask me a single question so like you got to volley it back guys need to volley it back. They do tend to like, you know, get on these, like, they just don't ask any personal questions. And this is a very common problem I've heard from people. The other thing I'll say is like the man, the mansplaining, like I, <laughs> I had a guy the other day, um, he was trying to, he literally was trying to explain 
the stock market to me. He was like, here's, he was like, the stock market, have you heard of it? And I was like, no, tell me more. I have no idea what the stock market is. I've never heard of such a thing. Like, are you kidding me? So, and so then I let him like explain terribly (laughs) what the stock market was for like 30 minutes. And then I looked at him and I was like, oh, I was like just messing with you. Like my dad ran an investment fund for like 25 years. Like I don't need you to explain. Like it was so funny. But, and like just the mansplaining, like, and I didn't ask for that explanation. Like I didn't like nothing completely unprompted. Just like the mansplaining is, has gotten pretty out of control in some ways. So I'll say, I'll, we'll say like mansplaining and like not asking any personal questions are always, it's always tough <laughs> to deal with. I find the personal questions thing so funny because um my roommate went out with this guy and she was saying like, oh, he just like talked the entire time. He wouldn't stop talking. Like he kept talking about himself. She's like, I think he'd be a better match for you. And I was like, Vanessa, like, <laughs> I'm like I would be so fucking annoyed. Like, she's like, I know, but you would just talk over him. She's like, I couldn't do that. She's, she's like, it would have been better. Like if you were there, like you would have just not let him speak. And I was like, oh, it would have been like a match. Like it would have been a battle of the words. I fucking love that. That's yeah. so funny. I know. Cause I'm like that. So I'm like, I, I couldn't imagine if I was on a date with a guy like that, I would just like, I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I can't like, I just, at a certain point I just give in and I'm like, just the whole time, I'm just the same. I'm like, really interesting. Really? Is that, wow. And what else happened? Like, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I just keep, I'm like, sure, continue. I will be your audience. Like, okay. I think that's like when you know it's not like a great connection. Cause I think like a good connection is more like, you don't even have to try to like volley it back. Like there's more, like it's more like banter back and forth. Natural. It's yeah, natural. yeah, exactly. And also if a guy likes you, they ask you, they want to know about you. They are curious <laughs> about you. Whereas like if they're going on a date to like stroke their own ego, that's when they're just like pontificating. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, we don't care about your stock market knowledge. Like it's, it's fine. <sighs> Also, like, I was like, you, you know, you don't even know, like, it wasn't even a good pitch. <laughs> My hinge prompt, like, which is like satirical was like, teach me something about why we can't just print more money. And that is so funny. That what, is so funny. Oh my God, I want to put that. One time this guy was like, I was just like, he like goes to this whole like explanation. And I was like, why, like, what's wrong with inflation? It sounds fine. <laughs> I love inflation. I was like, it doesn't sound bad. And he goes it's a hard thing to explain over text. Like maybe I can tell you like over drinks. And I was like, you, like, you don't get like the sarcasm. It doesn't get the joke. I used to have like a, a quote from Arrested Development in one of my profiles. Cause it was like, it, and the quote is like, it's from Lucille who's like the mother and she's, you know, they're like exponentially wealthy family, like suddenly goes into like financial ruin and they have to like live in a spec house and like buy their own groceries. And she's never bought groceries before. And so she goes, you know, she's sending Michael to the grocery store for groceries and she's like, it's one banana, Michael. What could it cost? $10. And so like I put my profile, it's one banana, Michael. What could it cost? $10. And if a guy responded and like, he would be like, wow, like how do you not know about like how much a banana costs? Like I'd be like immediate unmatch. You have, even if you, even if you really saw that problem and you didn't know Arrested Development, like the fact that you would think that I actually thought a banana was $10 is insane like clinically insane so i would put that and then like if they could responded with like another arrested development quote or if they were like i love that show then i'd be like okay we at least have the same sense of humor these some of these men need help like it's like they need so much reality help. check 
Okay, so we are like so ADHD. We will like literally talk forever if we don't yes. end this. Um, so I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, doing this little oh, it's collab, so fun. giving everyone this like brutal reality check that we needed. And hopefully we can do another episode soon. Yes, I can't wait to have you. Thank you. Friends, thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy I got to have another guest on. I'm going to wrap this up quickly because it's already been a long episode. But go check out my episode with Liz on the podcast Brutal, which should be out next week. So at this point, I'm going to say probably by the 25th of May. So yeah, go check that out. This will be the first podcast I've ever been on. So let's hope I can contain myself and not ramble on forever like I normally do. Okay, love you guys. Talk soon.